This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. This is Double Tap Canada from AMI-audio, the place where blind people talk tech. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Double Tap Canada. It is I, Stephen Scott, back with you again. Uh, I'm very excitable this week. Uh, Sean Priest is here. I'm going to tell you why in a minute. Hello, Sean Priest. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you, Stephen. I'm unhappy and damp, but, you know, I'm okay for the show. That's the main thing. Well, you're getting old. What can you do? Uh, Tim Schwartz is back with us again. (laughs) No, I know why. I know the real reason. Tim Schwartz, how are you, sir? I am well, apparently better than Sean. It's a role reversal week for you, too. One that's usually happy is not. One that's sad is usually, you know, that usually is is not. So very interesting. Well, do you want to know why? Do you want to know why? I I would love to know why, Stephen. Please tell us. Well, I'm so glad you asked, uh, because here's the thing. Uh, so I've had a brilliant call today with Be My Eyes. I love Be My Eyes. I know we're supposed to love Ira now. I'm told by everybody to love Ira. Um, I had a friend of mine call me this week, and he's like, uh, my friend Ian who called me, and he said, listen, uh, hi to Ian, by the way, because I know he listens to the show, and he loves it. Um, well, I don't know if he loves it, but he listens. Yeah. And he, he got in touch, and he said, uh, oh, Ira's amazing. And he, he ranted at me for about like five minutes about how wonderful Ira is. And he's like, like got to go, and then hung up. And I thought, okay, I, I think he thought he was calling the show, actually. I think he forgot he was calling me. Uh, but I'm like, okay, I get it, right? Ira's brilliant. But so is Be My Eyes, okay? I'm standing up for the little guy here. Is Be My Eyes the little guy now, is it, apparently? Mm. <laughs> yeah, sure. well, in saying that, in saying that, I have to maybe just qualify the statement a little bit. So when I say I called Be My Eyes, what I actually did was use Be My Eyes, the specialist help support to contact Microsoft, you know, the other conglomerate. And... um I got in touch with them uh, because I had a problem with my computer. Here's the thing. Guess what? My, my Windows computer didn't have Microsoft Store on it. Couldn't find Microsoft Store. Well, that, no store at all. That's a good no thing. No way to buy things. Who wants to go to the Microsoft Store? Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fair point. Uh, but, look, the reality is uh, that I did want to go to the Windows Store. I wanted to download Facebook Messenger to give it a try. I've heard interesting um, oh. people, well, interesting reviews of it. Uh, tried it on the Mac side, it was okay. PC side, it was hoping it might be a bit better. But anyway, I couldn't because I didn't have a store. So I had a lovely lady uh, from the Philippines who spent an hour and a half, this poor woman, it's just she hasn't gone through enough. And, you know, she had to, you know, sit with me on the, the call for an hour and a half and uh, sort out the, the issues that I had. That could take a lot longer. <laughs> I was going to say, not, not my issues, the computer issues. Wow. <laughs> Well, she did say she'd call me back. Um, so, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think there's more to come on yeah, that particular one. At least once a week for the rest of your life. Yeah. Uh, but, no, it was good. So I, I got a, a really good call. And I just wanted to say that because I think the people at Microsoft and the Disability Answer Desk, Google as well, uh, and other companies now that are joining Be My Eyes, it's a great app to have. And, yes, Ira's brilliant. But, you know, Ira and Be My Eyes, they're not the same. And, and that was one thing my friend Ian was very keen to say. He, he was like, look – it's not the same thing. They're different. They are very different in their approach to how things work uh, and what you can do on it. Do you know, for example, there's a, a messaging option now in Ira that you can message someone. Uh, say you're at a conference and you – okay, granted, that's probably unlikely at the moment. But let's say you're at a conference in the future um, and, and you want someone to audio describe the overhead slides. You can just text them and say, listen, I'm at an event. I can't speak could you audio describe what you see? And it connects, and you have an agent in your ear who will just start describing 
because they know you can't speak, so they'll just start describing and, and seeing what they see on the, the screen. I think that's brilliant. It is. Yeah, I noticed that feature in a recent update, and um, I was a little bit confused, but it makes total sense. It's a really good idea. Have you tried that, Tim? Are you still using Ira? That's a good question, yeah. Are you still on it? Well, oh no. I mean, I was up until the... Uh, mm, the free thing, the yeah. The free thing, yes. Uh, uh, you're one I'm of no the abusers. Stop. I get it. Go start paying. Yeah, yeah I'm exactly. I'm no longer a paying subscriber. <laughs> However, uh, <laughs> I am familiar with that, that uh, you know, the, the ability f- uh, to do that and text an agent there. And it is nice. It, it is a, a good... Um, use of the service. I like the fact that they understand you're not always in a place where you can talk or maybe where you feel comfortable to talk. And so to be able to connect to that agent like that is brilliant. And again, like we've pointed out in the past, Ira being the fact that they have, you know, paid trained people there that are trained in the, you know, the help that they're going to provide to you is so good and is so nice and you do get what you pay for. So it is, it is worth it for some or most people to pay for. I've personally chosen not to pay for it anymore, but that's just my personal choice, but it doesn't mean that it's not necessarily worth it for somebody who will use it more than I would. That being said, be my eyes. They may not be paid, you know, uh, trained people that are helping you on the other end. They're just volunteers, but some, in some ways, sometimes that's as good or better because it's a volunteer who, you know, really wants to help you, and, and not that the trained people at Ira don't want to help you, but <laughs> you know what hole. I'm saying though. These are people that are choosing to do this for free without you know, without any I've, compensation. I've never had a bad experience with Be My Eyes. Nor I recently I. tried Ira, no, thought it was absolutely amazing. I would actually think about getting into the paid subscription on Ira. I was that impressed. But they're both great, slightly different. I think Be My Eyes has got a fantastic feature in the um, uh, specialist support. As you said, Stephen, I think that is amazing. That really does come in handy. Well, it's an interesting topic. It's one I'm sure we'll return to time and time again. And, uh, of course, we welcome your feedback on all of the stories we talk about here on Double Tap Canada. We'll give you the contact details a bit later. But now to our main story of the day and uh, our featured interview of the day as well. Because um, you might know there's been a petition raised by a blind guy from New Zealand called Jonathan Mosen. And I think it's unfair to characterise him as the blind guy from New Zealand because he's been in the technology space for years. Uh, he's been a major voice and uh, a major advocate for uh, disability and the access to technology that we all crave so much, not just technology, but you know, websites and all of that. And Jonathan's been involved with Freedom Scientific, Vespero. He's been involved with, uh, you might not have known him from the voice of the FS Cast podcast from Freedom Scientific. He uh, was responsible for bringing Ira to New Zealand. Uh, we're just talking about Ira there. So, you know, he's been involved in this space for a long time, championing the needs of blind people, which is why uh, when he put up a petition on change.org, it attracted a lot of attention. This petition is all about Apple releasing their public betas of software. Now, you'll know that Apple, uh, in order to bring out their new versions of software as we head towards, for example, iOS 14, that they put out these public betas. So they're not quite ready to go, but, you know, they're inviting the public to download it, try it out, get some experience on it, and, you know, share the feedback of any perhaps challenges that uh, people have had. Well, one of the beta releases for the watch, for watchOS 7, uh, did say in its release notes, the very first watchOS beta, did state 
that uh, voiceover would not be functioning properly and indeed would not therefore be usable by blind people. The the beta wouldn't be uh, available or usable by blind people. Um, and this, you know, this irked a lot of people, um, annoyed Jonathan in particular, and uh, that's why he created this petition. And the petition is uh, for Apple to commit to never again willfully excluding disabled people from public betas. Now, the argument he's making here is that Apple's commitment to accessibility has some uh, has been something that has transformed lives, has changed the lives and you know the possibilities and the opportunities for blind people. However. When voiceover, and this has certainly been the case in recent years, when new versions of a voiceover have been coming out, there have been issues and some serious quality control issues have created problems. And as it says here in the petition, created difficulty and frustration every time Apple issues a major operating system update. So he thinks it is time that disabled people who are willing uh, to have and want to have as much opportunity as possible to test pre-release versions of Apple's operating systems uh, need to make sure that the products are fully accessible. So that watchOS beta that was issued to developers that was not usable, that's wrong. That should not have been the case. And in fact, it was a week had gone by uh, before things had actually been uh, improved and changed and then updated so that voiceover would now work again. So like I say, a lot of controversy has kicked up over this. And for that reason, uh, I thought it would be good to hear from Jonathan to get his views on what uh, he did in this petition, why he did it, and what his reactions are to some of that controversy. And then we'll hear from Tim and Sean a bit later, and from you as well. We've been asking your comments on Voreal, the app, this week. Uh, but I got up extra early this morning, guys, extra early, and I'm going to moan about it all through this show. Uh, but I did, I got up extra early I to speak to Jonathan in New Zealand uh, <laughs> to get his take on this. And uh, we talk about a lot of different things, but I started by asking him why he set up the petition in the first place. The petition asks Apple not to release in future public betas that exclude any disabled person from participating deliberately. So we realize that bugs happen. That's what betas are all about. But we are asking Apple respectfully to accept the fact that disabled people are public too. And they shouldn't be releasing public betas that say any member of the public can participate unless you have X disability and we've knowingly released this, even though we appreciate there's a bug that shuts certain disabled people out. Um, that's a pretty slippery slope, in my view. And I've never done an online petition before. In all the advocacy and activism that I've done over the years, I've never felt motivated about an issue to the extent that I put a, a public petition together. In fact, I could probably count on the fingers of one hand the number of times I've signed one. But this, to me, is a really important precedent to um, make a stand about. No, you put it out there, and you've thought, like, when I read it, to be honest, I thought, fair enough. Uh, most people will agree with this. They'll be happy to sign it. The blind community will get behind it. And then all this controversy started around it, in particular around the idea that, well, come on, Jonathan, uh, you know, if you, you know it's a beta phase, don't put it on your phone until they release the full version. Just, just hang back. Just wait. What's wrong with that? The first thing I'd say is that I'm not really aware that it's any more controversial than any other advocacy where Apple is concerned. So you might remember a few years ago, the National Federation of the Blind in the United States passed a resolution about the systemic control issue problems that there have been with Apple uh, over a period of some years now. 
every first release of iOS, for example, has been a debacle from a blindness point of view, whether it be Braille or not even be able to answer calls or various things like that. So I don't really think that the criticism is that great, to be honest with you. Uh, we've had over 1,700 signatures on the petition. And when you consider how some people struggle to sign up, to sign the petition on a site like that, uh, many people just bypass petitions altogether. I think that's a pretty exceptional number, and it certainly puts any criticism that there might be into perspective. I think the point is, though, that yes, you should have the choice to put a beta on your device or not, and that's precisely the point of the petition. If Apple knowingly releases a test build that shuts out blind people, as they did with the uh, public beta of watchOS, the first one, because voiceover is disabled, then we don't have that choice, do we? We are deliberately shut out in a way that no other members of the public are. And I think it's important to go back to some work I've done over blogs and podcasts that I've done over recent years, where I've tried to introduce this concept of equivalency to help Apple and, and say, look, we know that no software is perfect, but at what point do you decide we have to fix this before release? So I came up with this concept of equivalency, which tries to relate every voiceover bug that we experience to an equivalent for sighted people. So if there was a beta where the screen didn't work at all, do you think that would go to the public? Absolutely, it would not go to the public because it would brick everybody's devices. Now, for a blind person, voiceover is our screen. Without voiceover, we are shut out. And so what I'm saying is that in future, Apple should not release public beaters when they know that there is such a significant defect that essentially those who want to can't play. Because there have been so many serious bugs in recent years that we need all the time we can get. We want to be a constructive part of the solution here. We want to kick the tires. We know there are risks. There could be some significant issues that we face by putting these test builds on our devices, but we're willing to take that risk so that we can offer constructive feedback to Apple. But we can't do that. We don't have that choice if they disable voiceover. The key word in all of this is public. You've talked about public yes. betas. On that basis of what you've just said, shouldn't you go after the developer beta as well? I mean, as a as an app developer, for example, who's blind, shouldn't they have the same rights as every other developer when it comes to uh, the betas? Or do you think that it's it's only relevant for Apple to focus on the the full accessibility of the public beta? I've tried to keep the issue simple because you know it's it's difficult as it is to get some people to comprehend this issue, this, this sort of wider strategic issue. For example, when the second public beta of watchOS came out and voiceover was working again, everybody uh, who was inclined to criticize said, see, see, what a waste of time. Now it's working again. I never doubted for a moment that the next public beta would be working again for blind people. The point still remained that blind people lost on valuable feedback time um, which in my view is is about digital exclusion. It's, it's, it's an antithesis of what Apple is supposed to stand for. In terms of developer betas, I personally agree that they shouldn't be shutting out disabled people from developer betas either. And there is a bit of a, a problem here in that some people keep their defaults on their uh, devices, which is to have automatic updates enabled. So 
they've just become used to having their watches or phones, whatever the device might be, automatically updating. And so they came back, you know, perhaps they left it on charge overnight and suddenly they had a bricked device as far as they were concerned because information about the release notes didn't get to them. Apple encourages you to have updates turned on. So they had a uh, a bricked watch. And I mean, in my case, uh, this is definitely a first world problem, but I had like an 800 and something day move streak on my Apple watch, which I lost because I had to go for two weeks uh, without being able to use the watch. So yes, I think if they're going to have a beta that, that they know uh, has that problem, and bugs will happen. Sometimes voiceover might be disabled by accident, but this was in the release notes. So they knew about this. I think a developer beta uh, that has those characteristics is a bit too far myself. So some might argue that you're going after Apple here, and perhaps rightly so in this one. Uh, whether you agree or not is, is irrelevant. But some might say, well, why not go after the other companies? What about Google? What about um, Amazon when they release products? What about um, Samsung when they release you know, new products and they've got uh, voice guidance on TVs? They, they have new software. You know, when, when issues arise, you're not going after those companies. Why, why target Apple when their record on accessibility is so good? Because I am just one blind guy. I don't represent any organization or, or uh, advocacy body or anything like that. And the way that I have gone after companies like Google and Samsung is much more powerful than an online petition. I've gone after them by simply not buying their products. I don't think they're adequate. They don't meet my needs. So I have used my wallet to invest in a lot of Apple stuff. And that is quite expensive stuff too. You know, you pay a premium for Apple and Apple has uh, touted itself. And I think rightly so as a leader in this space. So I've invested a lot. And as a customer, I'm simply putting this petition out there and saying to other people, look, if you feel the same way, then feel free to sign this. If you don't feel the same way, then of course, uh, don't sign it. But as I say, we have about 1700 odd people who do. And I think the sad thing is, that we're so polarized about everything these days. I do find it really sad that in an era where we've never been able to communicate more than we can now, we're talking past each other more than we ever have, whether it's Leavers and Remainers or Liberals and Conservatives or Google versus Apple or whatever. And to me, it doesn't have to be so polarizing and, um, and divisive. I think Apple's done a fantastic job with accessibility. And when you look at some of the things that are coming in iOS 14 and watchOS 7, there's a ton of new voiceover stuff in watchOS 7, including Braille and the rotor and uh, multiple voices, which is absolutely fantastic. So let's be clear where the problem lies. There are some developers toiling away, innovating away, thinking about some really cool things to add in every single release. I don't think there's been a single voiceover release since it came to the iPhone where there hasn't been something really meaty and meaningful and cool. But then you have this other department with an Apple, which is quality control, and they are letting the side down. So all these people with the great ideas are doing their bit, but the people who verify bugs, who look after the actual testing process, there is a definite problem there. And we don't gain ourselves anything by being sycophantic about Apple. If we've purchased stuff, we are absolutely entitled to have it work the way we expect it to work, what they advertise on the tin. So that that's my answer to that. I, if people feel strongly about 
Google, if they've bought a Google product and they don't like it or they want to, then do what I did. I'm just one guy who set up a petition. Anybody can set up an online petition about anything they like, and I hope they will. Tell us how you can uh, sign the petition, Jonathan. I've made it easy. You can go to petition.mosen.org. That's M-O-S-E-N.org, and you can sign it there. And I certainly appreciate uh, those who have. I think that even with those 1,700 signatures, given the state of our community, that's a, a, a pretty good effort on a kind of a, a niche but important discussion. So that was uh, me talking to Jonathan Mosen earlier this morning. Sorry, I know I'm getting on about it, but I, I was talking earlier this morning. It was very early, very early. Uh, but thanks to Jonathan for talking to me uh, about the petition. You can find out where to sign it there. So uh, to you guys then, what's your take on all of this? Tim, where do you stand on the petition? Do you agree or disagree? Are you part of the I'm absolutely horrified camp? Or are you saying, you know what, I'm I'm all for this? Well, I don't want to say that I'm absolutely horrified that Jonathan did this. That, I think, is a, a few steps too far. I appreciate Jonathan's contribution, and I'm glad that he is is doing something that he feels conviction about. And more power to him. We should stand up and speak out when we feel something isn't being done correctly. However, going into this conversation, before I heard your interview with Jonathan, I already was thinking, you know what, we should always advocate, we should always stand up for accessibility, things should be accessible, we should be included at any stage, in any step, you know, we, we should have that accessibility offered to us. However, in my experience over the years, I've beta tested many different games and apps, uh, online role play games that I used to play when I had vision. I was in beta tests for games before they were even released to the public at all, just, you know, private or even a, a open public beta where you got an invitation. And this is just part of the beta process. They notified us that it would be turned off. As Jonathan himself said in your interview by version two of the beta, they had already enabled voiceover again. And there are so many things that they're adding for voiceover for the watch. Again, as Jonathan pointed out, it's not like they were saying, well, you know what, from here on, our standards and practices are to back away from voiceover and not develop for it, not make it better, not do things that are accessible. No, it was for whatever reason that we're not aware of. We don't have Apple telling us their rationale or reasons here, but there was a reason that they needed to turn off voiceover for one version of the beta cycle to update or change or do something else, whatever to the watch OS. Once they got that taken care of, they turned it back on and now they've added all these other wonderful things that Jonathan was talking about with additional voices and the rotor and, and all those other things. And so I don't think that we were left out in the cold. I obviously was not deliberate. Jonathan himself even said that it wasn't, uh, you know, to, to, he didn't feel, at least it sounded to me as though, I don't know if we were being snubbed and I don't know if he even feels we were being snubbed well, I, I say that, and of course, if he didn't feel that, he wouldn't have done the petition. But I think it just comes down to we weren't purposefully being snubbed. We weren't purposely being forgotten about. And this is just how beta testing works. If they had never told us to begin with, and it never came back, uh, voiceover never came back before it was released to the whole of the public after the testing was over, then yes, that would be a problem. If we were never given an opportunity to test voiceover on the watch before the beta was over then that would be a major issue. But they did notify us beforehand. They did bring it back to give us plenty of time to test no. out features. I, I don't have a no. problem with this. Well, no, listen, 
he brings up an amazing point that, okay, let's say beta three of、uh, watchOS. Voiceover is turned off again for whatever reason, right? That is part of the beta testing. You want to test just a particular feature that you've put in, or some change that you've made, and、uh, suddenly voiceover isn't working. Doesn't matter. We're only looking for feedback on this certain feature anyway, right? But what about that auto update? That suddenly you do wake up and your device is break because voiceover has been turned off. That is an issue. That is something that. It doesn't matter about the release notes because that's why I saw a major throwback against. Is that well, Apple told you, well, that's great, that's great if you've got time to read the release notes. Never mind if you read them normally anyway. Okay, but here's but with, here's the thing. So here's the thing. Would you ever have a beta where they turn the screen off? Yeah, no, I don't go with that. I don't think that's the same at all. Because、no. how many? You don't think? No, I don't think it's the same. I think that's. It sounds great at, at the face value, but. What's the、um, what's the percentage of voiceover users on an Apple Watch user base? What difference does that make? I think it makes a huge difference because it isn't the same. If it, it because not everyone. But then you could use that、thing. argument for anything about blindness, couldn't you? You could say, well, well you, you know, could, minority, you could.、Yes. So what does it matter? You know what? Just just make it that, you know, Braille, forget it. Just just rip all the the Braille signs off the wall. Get rid of all the large well, print listen, menus and restaurants. There's only a couple it, of blind people come a in. A better equivalency would be to say. Okay, so what about the people using external USB hard drives, right? And if they release a public beta where that feature doesn't work anymore on the iPad Pro, are they deliberately leaving those people out? No, because that's a minority of the entire user base, and because they're on a timescale for when they've got to get this software finished by the end of the year. That's a terrible equivalency. No, it isn't. It's, no, it isn't、terrible. at all.、Okay. No, but, you know what? Here's here's the deal. The word that we keep using, beta. It's beta. It's testing. It's software. It's and this beta. whole beta, beta, beta. <laughs> Depends on the side of the pond that you're on. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But no, it, it comes down to this. Yes, in theory, a, a publicly released for everyone to use product. If the screen was off, then that would be disadvantaging people that can see, and so turning off voiceover will be the equivalent. But we're not talking about something that's been released. For everyone, just picking up any old watch, you know, Apple Watch to use. This is something you chose to download and install. Do, do you honestly read、watch. every you, single? Do you honestly read every single release note before you would download a beta? No, no, that's not an excuse when you're a beta tester. I'm sorry, that is an excuse. And you, if you're you downloading the very first one out of the shoot, yeah, I would probably read the first one. I might not have read the second one or the third one potentially. But the very first one, I would read it to see what's included and what's going on, and and do my due diligence because I want to decide: is this going to break? How many times on this program over the years have we said yes or no to to the, the listeners? Yeah, it's time that you could go ahead and test this out. You could put it on your phone; it's pretty stable. Or we've also said the other way of no, we don't recommend that you update yet. We've all been using it, and unless you've got an extra phone or something, don't do it. It's just not there yet. It's too broken. That that's what we find out when we do beta test, and we recommend to people all the time on this program whether they should update or not because it, whether it's ready. So, or so not. you're not you're not signing the petition then? Is, am I getting that? Is that the sense I'm well, getting? Well, there's no. I, I, why would I? The, the, it's already back on WatchOS. Voiceover works.、Uh, right. Well, I'm interested in your thoughts on this, dear listener, because obviously this is going to be、uh, kicking up a lot, of, and it has been kicking up a lot of controversy in the community. So,、uh, interested in your thoughts. We'll hear、uh, some of your views on this from Voril, the app. Sean put the question up. 
Uh, it's fair to say, Sean, you got a mixed response. Is that fair? Yeah, pretty much. Just okay. the conversation that we had here, but more aggressive. More aggressive. Wow. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, we shall hear your thoughts wow. on that <laughs> coming up. No, if, you, if you do want to get in touch with us, uh, Tim, how do people email the show? They can send their emails to feedback at ami.ca. So how do people get in touch on the, on the old telephone, on the telephone? Sean? People can telephone us by calling one 509 4545 And please give us permission to use your audio on air. Thank you. Otherwise, we'll turn off Tim's voiceover. Uh, right. <laughs> he doesn't care. He's fine. He's fine with it. He doesn't care. Uh, right, look, stick around. We've got lots more to come here on Double Tap Canada. Uh, as I say, your views coming up and some new products coming out. One for sure. One, well, fingers crossed. We're excited about something that I know Tim's going to be excited about. We'll hear about that next. And now we're back with the Double Tap Canada team for more news on the latest tech from an accessibility point of view. Join in the fun with Double Tap by emailing your comments to feedback at ami.ca or on Twitter at Double Tap Canada. Join in the fun. No one's having fun here. Hello, Stephen Scott. Uh, we've got okay, Tim Schwartz and I've got Sean Priest with me this week. It's all descended into a bit of chaos, but you know, I love it. I love a bit of debate and discussion on the programme, uh, and especially when we get into something like this, which I must admit, when Jonathan Mosen raised this petition, I, I was I, I just, as I said to him in the interview, I that I did early this morning. Early this morning. Was it um, early? It was early, yeah. Uh, I said to him, you know, I just don't get the controversy on this. I, and I genuinely, that way, I just know I've just opened up an absolute world of pain for myself. But, you know, that's, that's the, I just didn't. I, I honestly thought this makes sense to me. Okay, well, speaking of opinions, uh, many of you out there have had yours. And it's fair to say uh, that we've had a mixed response. Uh, that's often what uh, you say when you're trying to balance the, uh, the fact that there's, you know, complete hate on one side and love on the other. Um, but yeah, mixed response is where we are. Uh, so let's hear what you had to say to Sean on the Voreal app this week. Apple has strongly said that they have built accessibility into their stuff from the ground up. They just released some software that voiceover users are left out of and cannot give feedback on. This is not true to their public image. I must say I agree with Jonathan here. How can we be a part of testing it if we can't use it? No, I, I think that Jonathan has a good point, and I think Apple should make sure that its beta versions have accessibility built in. Jonathan Mosen certainly is a leader in the assistive technology field. He has been for a long time. In this case, he's wrong. Sure, would it be nice to have voiceover in this beta? It would. But they, they can't do everything right. And, um, you know, it just amazes because Apple has led the way in making technology accessible with their universal accessibility decree as part of their mission in 2005 or six, I forget what, saying that our product should be, should be usable by everybody, not just the mainstream. Whatever your disability is, not just vision, whatever your disability is. And they have really worked hard to make that a reality. So I'm not going to fault them for, for one or two, what might be a misstep. Because overall, they've done more than any other company out there to help us gain access to mainstream technology. It will be so much easier to leave us out of the next and then maybe the next, 
and then what will happen? We've got to stand up and let our voices be heard. The one major thing we have here is Apple did give people like Jonathan Mosen and others a warning about this particular beta version of Watch OS. Pretty much what they said was don't download it. But if you are, download at your own risk. That's what you do when you're in a beta program. A beta does what a beta does, which is it's an incomplete piece of software. That's really what it boils down to. Some things just aren't going to work. And it's not like Apple just dropped it on us and said, hey, look, there you go. Have fun. They put it out there, but then they said, look, if you're a voiceover user, don't download this. It won't work for you. If they were not concerned about voiceover, they would not have put that warning out in the beta release notes. And you've got to give them a break in that voiceover has been a part of every beta test previously, hasn't it? I think that uh, with all due respect, Jonathan's petition is a load of bunk. On principle, I will partly agree with Jonathan in one respect. It... It seems to me better if the blind were included in all aspects of the beta testing. And it was, in fact, corrected a week later. One week later, it was, in fact, put right. I think Jonathan has some valid concerns uh, about this matter, to be sure. But is it worth that much of a fuss? It's worth something of a fuss, no doubt. But is it worth the fuss he made about it? Well, frankly, I don't think it's worth that much of a fuss. So in my opinion, uh, I think Apple has every right to test and develop the software the way they see fit. I do have a software development background and turning off features to isolate problems or in the debugging process or in, even in the implementing and testing stages, it's very common to do this. So they, I don't feel that they're willfully leaving us out because VoiceOver did work in the previous developer beta of this um, watch, iOS 14. So just for this one cycle that they turned it off and they let everybody know that they are turning it off and if you rely on it, don't download it. Well, uh, like I say, a mix of opinions. I must say, though, a lot fairer and a lot more balanced than I thought I might hear. I was kind of expecting what I was expecting, to be honest. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, take, taking Jonathan's point about us being a bit of a polarized society, I had a feeling we might be going that route with this as well. Um, but no, I mean, I, I think everybody makes a fair point on this. And obviously, it's, uh, you know, it's down to the individual. Um, I, I think in some ways, it's a bit like I, I often have this argument about audio description with people. I, I know a lot of blind people who'll say, I don't watch television. I don't care. And I, I, I don't know. I, I always feel that's a bit irritating to me. And I think we've had this debate before where I, I just feel it's like, come on, guys. Even if you don't agree with it, even if, you're, even if you don't use it necessarily, just get behind it. <laughs> you know what I mean, it's just like, come on. This, this affects all of us. It doesn't just affect one or two of us or, you know, affects the whole community. And if, if Apple think it's okay to just switch off voiceover for a round of beta, irrespective of whether they tell us or not, I don't think that's acceptable, personally. I don't think it's acceptable because I think it suggests and it says that we are we're not that important in their 
their view, you know, and we're certainly not welcome to test the software. That's the other side of this. So I don't know. I think it's know. the words used. I, 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 you know what? I think you're absolutely right. If this was just an open letter saying, "Hey, we, you know, can, can we make sure that doesn't happen again or whatever?" Maybe it's because it's petition. Maybe it's because of the words, you know, deliberately, willfully. Maybe people are are throwing back against that. But yeah, you're right. We need to be mindful and keep an eye on. We can't just say, "Well, Apple's been great in the past." We do need to be mindful of what they're doing. And yeah. I don't disagree with that at all. But what you said there, Stephen, about if Apple thought it was okay to turn this off and leave us out of the process, I don't think that that was the case, though, at all. And that I, I agree with what Sean just said. The wording of the petition of the willful, you know, uh, aspect of this, I, I don't think that there was any you, kind you of can't, you can't argue with the willfulness of it. They, they willfully turned it off, and they told us we were but doing they willfully it. Willfully so turned it not... off, as the gentleman from Rail said, who has the developer background, said. Sometimes features have to be turned on and off to test the stability or availability of other features. In betas in the past, they've turned off the accessibility, or I'm sorry, availability to maybe the mail app or iMessage has been broken and not being able to be used or Safari, other apps that you have. So you're going to say, well, they're, they're, you know, willfully turning off mail so you can't use your mail server anymore. I go back to my earlier point. I go back to my earlier point. If you turned off the screen throughout a beta process, you would have people up in arms. It would never happen. But I'm just saying it's part of the software and it's it's part of the built-in operating system where they may have behind the scenes said, for whatever reason, voiceover being on is breaking something else or something else that they've implemented is breaking voiceover. And so for now, we're going to turn it off until we isolate what is going on, get it fixed. And then in the next round of beta, the you know version two or whatever, we'll put it back on once we fixed it. I don't see what the problem is with that. That's just part of the testing process. I don't, I'm not arguing with anything you've said. All I'm but saying is, if, no, I'm not. I'm not arguing with any of that because everything you say makes perfect sense. But here's the question. If it was an issue with the screen, would they release the beta? Would they release the beta if it meant the screen had to come off because of some reason the screen had to be turned off to help the software do its development, all the things you just said? The answer is no. It would never happen. That's no, the point. it's a false equivalency. It's not the it same. Isn't, it's, the not, same. it's not a false equivalency because it is. That, vo- false the screen to us is, is voiceover. That's yeah, the screen to us. It's yes, not. But, it's not iMessage. It's not mail. But if Apple put out the beta where, where the display didn't work, they would get absolutely no feedback at all from anyone. So it'd be pointless be because no one can test. use a phone. Because no one could <laughs> use it. Exactly. Could use no one could use it. In this case, beta test. they decided that the feature or whatever change they wanted to test was worthwhile putting out to those people that could use it. Yes, we weren't Ill- included in that, but that was just one cycle of the beta stage. Yeah, I look at this particular issue is being no different than if they were testing another new feature, testing mail, testing shortcuts, testing the widget feature. I'm, I'm amazed as a blind guy it's you're saying test- I'm absolutely amazed as a blind but guy But because I'm aware that voiceover is a feature that is part of the software package of the operating system, and it can be buggy. It can cause other issues. If they add new features, that can cause issues, and they need to figure out how to isolate that in the coding. And unfortunately, it's unfortunate. I don't like that it had to happen. 
I don't I I understand when you say the screen would you know in voiceover that's an equivalent visually for us that we have to audibly hear voiceover but when you're talking about testing a product and testing things and working out bugs sometimes you have to turn things on or off and figure out what's going on and I, I don't think that turning off the screen in this particular case is equivalent because we're talking about features within an operating system not a graphical display and that that's my only point is it just it's something that they tested. They told us that they were turning it off. They turned it back on within a few days or a week later. We now can test it again. To me, it's just part of a beta testing process. That's it. It's just part of the deal. Listen, let's not give it something else uh, yes. because <laughs> there's so many other things going on. Uh, Amazon this week announced a new product, the Amazon Halo. Uh, let me tell you about this. This is a suite of health tools that are uh, artificial intelligence powered uh, with the whole idea of it being um, it, to help us with our fitness, with our wellness, our well-being and all of that lovely stuff. Um, and <laughs> yeah, all you that know, lovely stuff. All, all that lovely, be alive, you know, that lovely stuff. And um, sure. what they've done is they've created this service which I always find rather interesting, alarm bells start ringing, how much a month? Uh, And then uh, they're bringing a wristband to go with it. So um, obviously the wristband will cost next to nothing and the service will cost a fortune, Um, or at least over a a few years it will. Uh, But this is essentially another um, fitness tracker in some ways. But it's a bit more than that, isn't it? It's about wellness as well. Um, And it's got some really weird things. Sean, I know you've been looking into this. This is amazing and disturbing in equal measures it's i just want one um yeah so a fitness band with no display at all the only thing it's got on it is a microphone and a mute button um you can't use lady a with it it's not built in at all so this does track your usual things you know it will do your heart rate um and it will give you a score a health score instead of counting oh i need to do ten thousand steps a day no one does that do they ever (laughs) nobody on earth does that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Instead, it will, how active you are throughout the day, it will give you a point system. I suppose something like the Apple Health rings, you know. Um, so you Which never get... really made it here. I don't think, is that even out in America, Tim, the Amazon ring? I know they, pro- they talked about it last year, but... No, 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 sorry, did I say I'm, I meant the Apple ring, the Apple ring on, the Apple on your watch Apple rings. watch. Oh, yeah. I see. Apple right, Health okay. right, right. watch. Yes. Yeah. So it. it gives you a point system instead. So you need to get to 150 points, you know, and, and things like that, which actually sounds good. And I, I, I'm really interested in this because the other feature, which it hasn't, I haven't seen anywhere else, is body composition. Um, that tells you how much fat versus muscle you've got, I think. Ugh, is that right, dear. Tim? You're the health nut. Come on, you know. It is, know. yeah. It's, it's basically body mass index for your wrist. But in this case, from, from the article I read... Um, boy, Sorry, be... I don't mean to laugh. That's cruel. That's really cruel. As, you know, from one guy, let's be honest, who eats far too many pizzas to another. Um, yes. You know, yes. it's, it's not to, fair to, to laugh. Yeah. Yes. Well, but, uh, but this, is, this is probably exactly for us then until you know, Apple Watch <laughs> Yeah, it probably is. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, you, you actually take a picture of yourself wearing very tight fitted clothing obviously and it gets sorry it's got to somehow judge your your body fat to everything else and uh look at you <laughs> to look, what i'm trying I've to, got to a feeling it just sends a picture to a room of, of nerds in a, yes, exactly. in a laboratory somewhere it's like that but, but rather than focusing a lot on weight and weight loss and, and, and in a 
in a way, God, this is not easy to get through. In a way, this is actually a good thing because a lot of people will just stand on a scale and say, oh, I've, I've been working so hard. I've been training and this and that and eating right. And I weigh more. Well, but then there is that fact that muscle does weigh more than fat. Um, and wow. so- my, my, my muscles are so heavy. <laughs> they really exactly. are. They're, yes. I keep telling my wife this. I'm like, they're really heavy muscles, darling. It's not fat. Oh, that's all I, like I always say, I, I have a six pack. It's, it's in a cooler that, uh, yeah. you know, hey. encompasses it kind of nicely, but well cushioned. Yeah. Yes, it, exactly. But, um, but no, so I mean, they're, they're saying, you know what? Yeah. Weight is, is something to look at, but body mass and, and, you know, what your actual, you know, how much fat you have on your body is important as well. I have a scale that actually can monitor that when you stand on it, it'll, it'll measure your water, you know, uh, of your body <laughs> and your know, body mass index and, and body fat and all kinds of other things and yeah. so those are important things to monitor i, I, I don't know I, I but hang on so so that here's the thing right so you can't use lady a on it which seems pointless um but it does have obviously smart features built in so what are the microphones for on it sean well this <laughs> is the disturbing part so uh, let me just say when it comes to body composition that the big claim here that it's incredibly accurate far more accurate than those bathroom scales that you get um it said it's it's medically accurate when it comes to body composition which is really interesting to see how that will work because it's um, actually getting a picture of you i think is is the point yeah yeah but still it's got to try and analyze your body fat just from a picture that seems strange no, anyway I agree. let's go to the disturbing part the microphone yes. so the other feature of the halo is that it will analyze the way you speak and interact with other people throughout the day it will analyze the tone are you particularly aggressive are you um <laughs> depressed are you depressing it will monitor or are and you happy all right no, well yeah sorry i, I sorry, away no, from we, that one we, we forgot because we're british we <laughs> yes, forgot yeah, that was an option down a rabbit hole of, of depressing or aggressive that's the only two modes i know <laughs> you're describing Stephen. Yeah. yeah i know depressing depressive and aggressive, aggressive all at the same yes. time <laughs> so the did big you know i was thing... up extra early this morning <laughs> yes we did i still can't figure that out because you don't like time zones so how did you even figure that out <laughs> i have no idea how that interview was even possible to be honest i don't even know how it happened Stop it. I'm going to get through this. The, the, the controversial thing that's going to be here. Of course, yeah, get on with it, will you? Come on. Everyone's been saying that, you know, oh, microphones, people are listening. And, you know, in, in cases, they have been listening to you and monitoring your voice clips. Well, with this, it's monitoring you throughout the day. Now, you can mute it, obviously. I, I don't I think most people will. I don't think anyone really wants to know if they're aggressive or depressed. But, um, yeah, this is a, a bold move by Amazon, I think, because you're sending everything you say throughout the day while you're wearing this to a cloud to be analysed by AI to tell you if you're a terrible person, basically. Well, I got married for that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't I have no comment. <laughs> I, know, I noticed you were very quiet there. Yeah. Like, I'll leave him under the bus. It sounds um, great, though. I, I'm definitely yeah, going to try this This sounds terrible. Don't be crazy. This is ridiculous. Who oh, wants no. this? No, 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 no. It depends how accurate it is because, you know, with everything else like the Apple Watch, especially if you're using your cane, you don't know, is that count as a step? Have I really done that many steps? It's always a bit wishy-washy. Now, if this is accurate as Amazon claiming that it's going to be, then fantastic. It'll all be in the next watch OS. 
for Apple. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. That's right. That, the, the Apple Watch will do all this and probably do it better. I mean, let's be honest, it's been around for longer. Uh, so they've had more uh, time to, to do this. I don't I know. I mean, good I, at this. Well, also, you've got to pay for it as well. So you've got to pay for the device. Then I guess you've got to pay for the service. Yeah, no I details believe, of that yet. I saw the service in the U.S., at least in U.S. dollars, is going to be like $65 a month, which they said what? might be about what? 50 or I'm sorry, a month. Did I say a month? Yes. Yeah. A year. I apologize. Oh, a year. wow. I don't need an Amazon Halo to tell me my heart's about to explode. <laughs> yeah, I think they said it was like eventually going to be three ninety nine a month or $65 for the year, yeah, um, which right. is a lot better. Uh, depends on how much the device will be, but it's Amazon, so it'll be probably $25 or $30 for the device. I heard it's closer to the $79. Yeah, probably. It probably something will like be. That. And yeah, let's be depends. honest, the Fitbit could do a lot of this stuff as well. I mean, and, and, exactly. I'm yeah. not sure about accessibility degree, on this because yeah. we, we don't know the product yet, but. Um, but in terms of, you know, the least Fitbit, I mean, it's not the most accessible, but it also is accessible. If you know what I mean, it's because obviously the app is accessible well, for Fitbit. that will happen here with Amazon because there's literally no screen. So this yeah. isn't physically accessible to anybody, whether you can see or not, because there is mm. no screen. But, yeah, you're relying on an app from Amazon to be accessible to do all of these things. I think the other <laughs> thing it said it would do sleep tracking was, was something else that it'll do. So it's yeah. like. These are things that Fitbits kind of mostly do. Apple Watch mostly does. I don't know. I, I'm not opposed to Amazon getting to the space. I'm not surprised, especially after Google bought Fitbit. So Amazon's like, hey, Apple and Google have got these. We want one too. Um, so it's not surprising. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, they, they've been working on this emotional tracking thing for a while. I know that they had that rumored to come Oof. out for Lady A for a long time because she will supposedly eventually – detect if you're upset or frustrated and will try to respond in kind uh i've read about that for the last year you can never use her again yeah you'll she'll be like i'm sorry Stephen. why are you so angry at me yes yeah i know it will be um it'll just be like any other conversation i've had in my life um yeah i i I don't know about this one but i'll tell you one thing i'm rather excited about uh and this this is really appealing to me uh now tim and i are huge fans of the bose sunglasses um and although we lost AR this year, Boo. I know it was a sad day when AR was killed. Uh, augmented reality was taken away from them. Although, in fairness, it made really no difference. It was to an anyone. aggressive tone. Well, I know. Just tell you, you never used it, but yes, I, I, and I never. I mean, I, I never even downloaded the. What was it the beach? Was the one you tried at first? I remember oh, you, you doing that demo for pointless us. Pointless gimmick. Yep. Well, the, the thing, it had a lot of promise for navigation yeah. and mapping and getting Which information about your surroundings. But the apps that used it, I don't know, they just weren't there yet. So it became a useless gimmick, even though it, it did have a lot of promise. I do believe it did yeah, have I promise. Agree. I agree. But I they think... just didn't invest in it and, and went away with it or went away I'd from love it. to go to a museum and use it with that. I think it would be amazing yes. if you were able to get information from locations. Ugh. Say you were being guided through somewhere. I think that'd be really good. Uh, you don't, what do you care, Sean? You never leave yeah, the shed. Museums are the worst place in the world. Who wants to be told about them? No, terrible, terrible, terrible. <sighs> the only possible good use that, that, that actually happened was Soundscape. Well, that's true. That was a very good function. Thank and, you. of course, great for us. There you yes, go. Yeah. Not anymore. So there you go. No, uh, not, not anymore. Well, that's right. But the, So I thought, as I think we all thought, as soon as the augmented reality was killed off, that that was kind of the end for Bose sunglasses, really. That was it. But there has been uh, at least a new, well, we believe, a new set of Bose sunglasses with built-in speakers on the way. Uh, this is new filings published by the FCC in the States. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean a new product is on the way. 
Um, but we might be getting a sense that uh, they're heading this way. It would certainly seem that way uh, because a couple of things give it away uh, that, that this is new. First off, there's slightly different design to these. Um, also, USB-C port for charging. Excellent. Yes. So nice, yes. I hate that stupid magnetic thing they give you. Yes. I've lost mine, and I can't use my, sun- my oh, Bose no. sunglasses at the moment. I know. It's a disgrace. Uh, also, the glasses will be branded under the frames line. That's uh, The filings confirm that. And they'll have the IPX4 certified for water resistance. Are they not already covered under water resistance? I know mine's were. Well, mine's feel like they should be, although when I did get them covered in water this year... Uh, you know, they they, 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 they kept working just, just <laughs> right. kept working just, and no yes. more. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if it was a three or a four rating on the previous, probably just a three, but I, I, I honestly right, okay. don't remember. But either way, I mean, you could get them, they were sweat resistant. We'll go that far. You know, I don't know about water. Uh, is, that, is that what IPX3 is? It's just sort of sweat resistant, really. I, I think something like that, yes. And then X4 is what, maybe just dropping them in a small puddle? Perhaps. <laughs> <Yes>. Right. <laughs> I love to use the technical terms uh, yeah, with so, all this stuff. So um, yeah. <laughs> and IPX5 is what? Swimming pool? Um, Toilet, IPX6. I think. Oh, right. And then what? IPX6 is the ocean. Yeah. Is that where we're at? Right, swimming okay. pool, then seven would be an ocean. Yeah. Yeah. Then what's, what's beyond that, I wonder? If only the we could. Uh, Mariana Trench. I don't know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, Space. <laughs> The moon. I don't know. Why are we are struggling to get rated. through the stories today? Come on, keep, keep on track. Um, so yeah, they won't include the augmented reality platform, of course, um, which is uh, interesting. Um, but this was obviously where the GPS and the motion sensor and the glasses work together uh, in the headphones to share information. That's, of course, what benefited uh, Soundscape for us. Uh, it doesn't give us any clues to when these will be released, though, uh, just because, and this is the key, just because a product shows up on FCC filings, it doesn't guarantee it will actually even be announced. But um, it wouldn't be a surprise. And in terms of timing, I mean, we're at the stage of, of filing. Does that mean a product's around the corner? Maybe not. I think we're maybe looking at a couple of months yet before we see this. Um, but Or maybe not. I don't know. I don't know how quick these processes work. Oddly enough, I don't know a lot of things. <laughs> no, um, no, a filing doesn't actually mean too much. Uh, you know, it, it could be... Imminent release. It could be just they want to want to keep this IP, their their intellectual property, mm. you know, close at hand. My best. Well, wh- why would you? Is- why would you not want? Why would you want the, the the filing if you're not going to use it? That would be well, exactly. So no and my best guess with this is that if we don't see it by you know maybe October, November before Christmas, then <gasps> like the original Bose frames, probably just early in the next year, within the next you know, the first quarter of the new year would be would be a good guess, but. If I were them and I had it ready, obviously you want it out before Christmas. But otherwise, yeah. Hi, what are they? They're just sunglasses with with. Uh, oh, you've never tried in. them. But, you know nothing. No, 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 They're no, no. sunglasses with speakers and a yes, microphone. Yes, which you can get for like a tenner online from anywhere now. It, it's the AR was the only things that made these interesting. If they're taking no. that away, no. there's nothing. Yeah, left. You're, you're wrong. The you're AR wrong was what you're made wrong. me willing to spend the money that they were charging for it. Now, yes. if they put out something new without AR that's sleeker and better, you know, sound and better bass, and, and they've upgraded it and all that. Mm. Otherwise, the same. I'd absolutely pay for that if it was less because it doesn't have AR. You know, knock off fifty bucks, a hundred bucks because it doesn't have AR. Great, I'm all in because to be able to be hands free without something in my ear that's not bone conductive that I'm getting that way, I can actually hear it. You know, and have sunglasses on that I'm going to wear anyway. 
and have a microphone. I, they're mm. they're so nice. They they really really work so nicely. I think that they would be fools not to go all in on this product. Well, uh, we shall see what happens. Look, before we go, I uh, just want to say uh, that as of next week, our show takes on a little bit of a different vibe because, uh, you know, it may be shocking to learn, uh, but this is actually a pre-recorded program. We record this. Yes, believe it or not, this is the pre-recorded <laughs> bit you're hearing. Um, you should and hear what we don't put out. Right? I know, honestly. Um, I mean, this, this show you think is uh, an hour long. It's about five hours long in reality. Uh, and that's just from the hello, hello at the beginning to wherever we get to at the end. Um, but look, uh, you know, we are changing the show a little bit next week. Not too much, though. You'd be pleased to hear everything's as normal. Uh, but uh, we will have one thing missing. I don't like the word thing. That's terrible. One person will be with us next week, and that is Tim. Uh, but the good news is, Tim, you are going to come back to us again soon. We're not disappearing. We're not losing you entirely. Uh, but uh, you will be coming back. You are still available, of course, on lifeafterblindness.com, which is a brilliant podcast. Go check it out if you haven't already. Uh, it is a great show. Tim, you've been with us for a long time, and you're going to be back with us. We're not, this is not goodbye. This is merely, what is it, Avoir. adios? Oh, I, I can't remember. What's the thing? Avoir. It's, it's, what? No. Avoir? That's French. Water. Yes, it's French. Yes, it's French. No, this Sorry. is not goodbye. This is so long for now, I, I, I Exactly, think. Um, exactly. But you'll be back with us soon. Exactly. I, I have been here since the beginning of Double Tap and very happy and privileged to be a part of this whole process. And you're right. I'm not going away. The process. The process. Yes. <laughs> this whole process. It's been such a... a therapy a, starts now. Well, this has been therapy, as we, as we know. It's yes, that Microsoft know. woman again. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but, um, but no, from the, from the beginning and the birth of, of Double Tap, I, I have been there and been a part of it. And you guys have been so welcoming to have me you know, part of everything. And, and I've loved it. And it's going to be great going forward. We, we've talked about this where I will be coming back uh, here and there for some of the live shows, maybe even participate more with uh, the online content and, and some of the television content uh, here and there where Absolutely. it may fit. Uh, yep. So we will be working to, to still have me included there. Of course, as you said, and I appreciate those kind words, Stephen, please everyone check out lifeafterblindness.com. That's where you'll find me most times. And then maybe some other surprises that are going to pop up for where I may be Literally in the coming weeks. So, uh, Ooh. yes. Uh, I like it. around. Well, you see, you're getting off lightly because, you know, we've got to be up at like, what time is it? 1 a.m.? 1 a.m. time when the show goes on? Yes. If you think I, I, who signed up to this? Now, Whose idea was this? Great for me because it's 8 p.m. my time. That's no problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, well listen, if you hear Tim up, hosting, yeah. you'll know that we've all slept in uh, or exactly. we're in our beds. We just, yes. can't, we just can't do it. It's like, I can't get up. I can't do it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we are live with you next week. Uh, you'll be able to call in on a brand new number, a new email address. Oh. It's all new. Uh, we'll give you all that next week. But in the meantime, you can continue to get in touch and your thoughts will be uh, passed to AMI. So keep them coming in the usual ways for now. Uh, we'll give you all the new details next week, though. Uh, for now, though, Tim, um, big thank you to you. Great guy. Well and done, uh, we'll Tim. get you back on soon you, for Absolutely. sure. And Sean Priest, whatever. Catch you next week, guys. <laughs> thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Don't forget to tune in to Double Tap TV every Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on AMI-tv. For more technology talk with Mark Aflalo and Stephen Scott. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.